the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. 800-516-1220. Get your calls on the air. Big seminar coming up. End of the year. Los Gatos. Income and retirement. Wealth preservation. Two very big issues as we approach retirement to have concepts of. You can sign up for the event at... Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show, use code radio 25 to get in free. Joining me now to talk a little bit more about this, CFP, Chad Burton. Chad, when people wrap their head around retirement, um, it's something that I'm starting to think more and more about. Time is marching on, so to speak. Um, what, what's going to be in my mindset that's all wrong, that, that's just not quite right? Well, I think to answer that, the best thing is to say what? Two things that pop into my head on what you would not want to do as you go into okay. retirement. A lot of people get this idea that, oh, as I go into retirement, I have to invest for high income. I have to invest in assets that kick off a high you know, percentage of income right now. And so that is pushing a lot of people into you know, these high dividend yielders where they end sure. up in portfolios that are super high in utilities and other things that are actually a little bit expensive right now. And also into bond funds, like strategic income funds, which are really hidden junk bond funds. So we've seen a couple of people that are, okay, I'm in retirement, so I'm going to push my way into income-only assets. And they're in portfolios that are extremely sensitive to interest rate increases, where they'll actually lose value or to any kind of a credit issue that could occur. Um, You know, which tends to occur kind of like recessions every 10 years or so. You get some credit anomaly out there, and, and those things can drop a lot more in value than what people think and be way more sensitive to higher interest rates. Um, the, the other thing I'd say don't do is stop jumping into expensive products. That's the people that are on the old, total other end of the curve where they get to retirement, and the idea of investing in a normal portfolio scares them. So they listen to these sales pitches from these bankers and these insurance agents and the people that work at these big brokerage firms, and they end up in these super expensive annuity products. And sure, yeah, they'll guarantee income for life, but the internal fees are super high. So 
they end up losing a lot of money for their spouse or their kids if they pass away before, say, 80. Um, so you also have to monitor your portfolio a lot more often, peel off the gains, and then also be realistic on the rates of return that you're projecting. Okay. Now, I did get a call from a lady last week asking that same question on, you kind of just threw out there, but just to show you how it's kind of twisted a little bit. She had a general obligation bond that was yielding 5%, and she said, what can I get for 5%? Um, so she was basically open-minded to any sales pitch that I wanted to throw at her, um, and that kind of scared me a little bit. Uh, is that something you see as well? Yeah, it is, and I think there's a huge push for it right now because there's this Department of Labor fiduciary rule that um, was supposed to go into place, and there's the, all these delays because the insurance industry is really fighting it big time, and the whole idea of the fiduciary rule is is that people are you know, getting robbed constantly by high-fee products on their 401k rollovers. The sales pitches are really good. They're very confusing. Um, just steer clear of those variable annuities that have commissions. If you want some sort of a guaranteed income for a portion of your portfolio, maybe 20%, there are no-load versions that you can leave whenever rates become more attractive again. So stop going to people that, that run on commission, and, and you'll be better off. Easier said than done for a lot of people, Chad. November 16th, people can meet you, 630 to 830, Toll House Hotel, Summit Ballroom, in Los Gatos, talking retirement income strategies and estate planning. It's $25 to get in, but we waive the fee for radio listeners only. If you use the code RADIO25, it's RADIO25. Uh, following up a little bit more on this, retired people, how often should we review our portfolio? Because, again, I think the average person, I know someone listening to this, I was talking to her this weekend, and she goes, the last time I reviewed my portfolio was when I was talking to you seven years ago. I'm like, you haven't changed one thing? So if I look up your email from seven years ago, it's the same holdings. And she's like, yeah. That's pretty crazy, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, if it's if it's a 30- or 40-year-old that's got a broad-based portfolio of U.S. and international, they're they're probably doing really, really well because they just continue to add to it every two weeks into their 401k. But when you're retired, um, you actually have to monitor it on a quarterly basis for most people. There are those people, Rob, that have enough money to live off their dividends from their stocks and their income from bonds and, and their income from their real estate, and they never have to sell anything. But most people you know, are getting to retirement, and they're living off 3.5%, of their portfolio, which means they're going to pull a little bit of principal. So they need to monitor their portfolio on a quarterly basis. How much cash should they spend and peel off enough gains on positive quarters to replenish that cash? So it's, it's, it's a quick review. It's not hard, but it's more often once you hit retirement. Okay. I'm with you. Now, you do the show tomorrow from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. Tomorrow and Tuesday, or tomorrow and Wednesday, rather. Um, and that's new focus on wealth with CFP Chad Burton. You and I do a little bit different, but we kind of share the time, which is, I think, beneficial for both of us. People can listen tomorrow. Uh, from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., get a whole different perspective on all this. Uh, speaking of the 30 to 40-year-olds, um, how, how, how are they perceiving retirement? Because I'm, I'm pushing the 50-year-old category now. I'm getting older. Yeah, it's, well, <laughs> it's interesting because I, I think retirement to a 30 to 40-year-old in today's world where they saw parents go through the tech correction and then you know losing their homes in 2007-8, um, they also look at retirement much differently. Uh, the, the, the word retirement, it, it's, a, it's an old word. You know, they, don't, they don't like it. it. It means that they're done in their mind. Right. So if you talk to your kids and, and about 
investing in assets that kick off income all the time so that they can own enough assets that the passive income will allow them to do whatever they want, create new memories, take on new uh, opportunities, um, invest in dividend-paying stocks, you know, dividend achievers. They're constantly paying dividends on a quarterly basis. Invest in real estate once you're ready, where you've saved up enough assets two years worth of your income outside of your retirement accounts, and invest in positive cash flow real estate, and eventually in bonds when they become attractive. That way they say, if you invest for enough income that you can have that financial freedom, that is more attractive to them than, oh, just invest and you can retire, and that, to them that means sitting on a porch in a rocking chair, which we know it's not, but that's how they perceive it. Yeah, I'm hearing more and more that a new form, a new way of retiring will be to go in and out of the workforce a couple times in your 60s and 70s. Um, and that, that's kind of nice to have that cash flow always coming in uh, and that ability to earn income. But I think a lot of people are going to miss that there will be age discrimination, that people don't want you, per se, even though you want to be in the workforce. Uh, Kron and where I work in the morning, we've got like a 75-year-old security guy that I'm a little concerned if there was a need for a security guy that he wouldn't be the man for the job. But, see, see I have a bias. I have an age bias there, and that, that could be a problem down the road, right? It could, and if you don't plan it, it where you have really almost enough before you go into that second career, I've seen people do that where they take six or seven months off or something, but then they have a health care issue, and they're six months off or before they were going to go back into something else ended up to be two or three years, and then it was a really tough time going into that second phase of working. So plan it out, be careful, and have a lot of you know emergency reserves and liquid cash to get you through that time. Sounds good. It's CFP Chad Burton. You can meet him coming up. Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar, November 16th, Toll House Hotel, Summit Ballroom in Los Gatos. Um, it's going to be from 6.30 to 8.30. It's a good event. Uh, Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar in Los Gatos. You can sign up at Rob Black Show, Rob Black Show, or NewFocusFinancial.com. It's NewFocusFinancial.com. And use the code RADIO25. Uh, whether it's your 401Ks, your Social Security Strategies, measuring your risk in your portfolio, um, trying to transition from accumulation to preservation, sign up at NewFocusFinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25. Then coming up in Los Gatos. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220 KDOW. Back into the show. It's Chad. Chad is here. Rob will be joining us a little bit later. You want to find out me? Find out more about me? Uh, I'm trying to talk about this tax proposal. It's it's twisting my brain all all up today, but uh, want to find out more about me and my team of certified financial planners, go to chadburton.com where you're there. Sign up for the event Rob Black and I are doing in Los Gatos, 6.30 p.m., Retirement Income Strategies. Now, talking about this new tax package, if you are a person with a lot of investments, especially taxable accounts, um, kind of a middle-class retiree, you're going to be in pretty good shape. This tax package will help you, I believe. Especially it'll allow you to pay off your house yet have even higher tax deductions because of the increased uh, personal exemption 
and standard deduction. I'll talk about that in here in a minute. But look, <clears throat> I mentioned that I think any kind of pressing financial decision made out of fear is typically horrible. You typically want to avoid those big time. And we have an issue with this political party that it's gone so badly with this majority that they have to feel like they, they're, they're just they're fearful of their re-elections coming up and they have to pass something. So they're throwing this all together without input, uh, without true simplification. And, you know, I had hoped the one thing that I always try to have a positive attitude on life. And so um, I didn't really like either of the, any of the candidates to tell you the truth, but at least once Trump was elected, even though I did not, couldn't stand looking at him and hearing him talk and the divisiveness of it, um, I said, okay, well, at least we hopefully have a fiscal conservative here that will simplify things in terms of taxes with the majority that they had. And then the tweeting has just completely turned me off. It's not presidential. Um, so when this initially came out, I, I like had a really bad attitude about it. I hadn't even read it yet. So I'm like, okay, let's look at this for what it is. And I did. And there's no hope of simplification here. If anything, this has become more complicated. Now, simply because of change, things become more complicated. But there's there's such, I don't know, there's so many trade-offs here. It's really tough to wrap my head around it. And do not let anyone tell you this is a massive tax break for the wealthy. It is not. If you're a high-income earner in California, you're going to pay more taxes, plain and simple. Those paying alimony, you got some really bad news under this tax plan. Right now, if you pay alimony, you deduct it on your return, and your spouse, your former spouse, claims it on their return. Bye bye. So that's that's like you know somebody in a high income bracket that's paying their ex alimony three thousand dollars a month. What's that? A twelve thousand dollar increase in the tax bill? It's an extra thousand dollars a month. That means hey, you might be selling your house and moving. Not good. High income earners that want to adopt, sorry, phase out going to hit you with that adoption credit. I don't know why that's there. So it should, it's just kind of like a, attacking something that doesn't make sense. Plug-in electric drive motor vehicle credit is going to be repealed. So even though I'm very fearful of buying anything electric oriented, I would lease it instead because of depreciation and changing technology so fast. But if you were going to buy a Tesla, you better buy it before the end of the year to get your $7,500 credit if you can get it, I guess. Now look, High-income individuals will face a special 45.6% tax bracket, and this is so crazy. It's going to apply from $1 million to $1,207,000 for individuals that, and, and between $1.2 million and $1.6 million for married couples. So there's this weird little bracket in there. Um, that there's that there's this jump to a 45.6% bracket, and then it reverts back down to the 39%. 39.6% bracket. It's, it's, I mean, it is super complicated in that area. So not only that, when you make over a million bucks in California, and that's, let's say you're a successful business owner and you're creating hundreds of jobs, your taxes just went up. And in fact, if you were doing a situation where you're taking uh, wages out of your S-Corp a certain way, like half ha- distributions, half wages, now you're going to go to 70-30, so your taxes are probably going to go up on the payroll side as well. Now, of course, I'm running off info from November 3rd. That's what I'm reading. And under the Tax Cuts Jobs Act, it's called the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, 
The tax brackets for individuals would shift from the seven-bracket system to a simpler, so they say, four-bracket system of just 12, 25, 35, and 39.6. The upper bracket stays the same except for that crazy little situation at that 1.2 million for single and 1.4 for married, where they get that weird little jump. Um, so the new 12% bracket would go up to 45,000 for individuals and 90,000 for married couples. In addition, there's some better situations when it comes to capital gains and dividend income taxes. So if you blend your income the right way in retirement, you can enjoy a very, very low tax bracket, which is great. So I will say for my retired clients, there, there's going to be a lot of benefits here. It will even them allow them to take bond money that's you know earning 2.8% you know in the short term bonds pay off their mortgage and probably still enjoy a higher tax deduction with the personal uh, the higher uh, personal exemptions and which is no more phase out for that and the state higher standard deduction so there is some tax planning here for retired people um, that's good um let's see uh, i can give you all sorts of examples but let's say you're I'll I'll stick with one high-income earner example here. Charlie's a high-income earner individual, and this is off of uh, Michael Kitsis' website um, where he gives this example. He's got an AGI of $1.1 million, so good job. He's probably a business owner. He's probably created jobs. Uh, Because he's $100,000 over the $1 million threshold, not only is he paying 13.6 in California taxes, but his tax bill is increased by 6% of $100,000 because of that really weird bracket that I was just talking about. Um, let's see. So I'm not going to give this example. It's kind of boring on radio, but his, his bracket is going to go up. He's going to pay more taxes. Um, in fact, he's going to pay on 45000 of income that was previously in the 12% bracket. He's going to be hit with a surtax on 39.6% of that. It's crazy. I mean, it's so complicated to sit here and read. A, a good tax code, you should be able to explain it on the air, right? Here's how it's going to work. Now, many people are excited about the repeal of AMT. You're like, oh, I'm in California. I get hit with AMT taxes all the time. It's a good thing that I'm going to get AMT repealed. Well, the problem is is that the same things that cause you to get hit with AMT are also being removed from the normal tax system. So effectively, you could end up paying more taxes potentially. So those that are getting hit with that AMT tax and their high income earners should actually look to their CPA, do some modeling, maybe consider some Roth conversions because you might be paying higher taxes next year. This is not a tax cut for the high income earners out there. This is a tax increase. Uh, there is a big benefit if you have paid a ton of AMT in the past, you have some credits for that. I'll talk about that coming back after the break because it will unlock those credits for you. Stay tuned. Now back to New Focus on Wealth on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back into the show. I'm your host, Chad Burton, Certified Financial Planner. 
Don't forget to sign up for the event Rob Black and I are doing November 16th in Los Gatos, 6.30 p.m., Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning. We'll be talking about all of it. And I will say this tax package, from what I see here, this proposal would help people that are kind of in the middle class range in retirement. Um, there's some help at the lower and middle income class level for people that don't have a lot of itemized deductions. They will see a benefit here, but it, there's no help for business owners, in my opinion, especially higher income earner business owners um, and people that create jobs. There's not, not a lot of benefit here for you. In fact, it's pretty tough, in my opinion, on California and in the Bay Area in general. If if there's a slice out a group of people that were thinking, you know what, I can run my business anywhere. I'm tired of these taxes. I'm tired of these real estate prices. This is going to be a push for them to go away. It really is. I mean, you're not going to be able to deduct your California state income taxes on your federal return anymore. Yeah, the AMT tax is going to go away. But what causes AMT taxes when you have large deductions like state income taxes and property taxes, and the state income taxing is going to go away on the normal return anyways. The people that will be helped most by the repeal of the AMT tax are those that paid a lot of AMT taxes in the past and have a minimum tax credit carry forward um, in some cases. Because let's say you, and most of this comes with people that exercise and hold incentive stock options and pay uh, AMT tax on those stocks that they exercise and hold and they haven't sold them. And a lot of people did that even in 1999 and then the stocks became worthless yet they had paid all this tax on the AMT side. You need to go back and look at that because what this will do is unlock those credits because you can't use them until the normal tax is higher than the AMT tax, I believe it is. And so if the AMT tax is going to go away, then it's, of course, going to be higher. Um, but a lot of income earners that do pay the AMT tax, it's kind of a flat tax on everything, and additional income taxes will go up on more income. So if you have a lot of IRAs and you're high income earner, you might want to consider Roth conversions this year if this thing looks like it's going to pass. Just pay the taxes now. Um, the in capital gains, um, let's talk about that for a minute. 3.8% Medicare surtax on net investment income remains in effect. There are four capital gains brackets now, 0, 15, 18.8, and 23.8. used to be a 0, 10, 15, and 20% with the 3.8 on top of that. Um, but the good thing is, is that lower rate, that 0% rate, will apply up to 77200 for married couples and 51700 for individuals. So blending, especially with the, the new higher standard deduction, blending your income out of your IRAs with your capital gains and dividends from your taxable account, we should be able to connect with an even lower bracket. And for those that are struggling, people are looking at this like they're in this weird spot. You have a mortgage, right? And you get about 10, 15 years into the mortgage, you're starting to pay mostly principal. So you have this cash outflow and your tax deductions continue to dwindle year over year on a mortgage because you're starting to pay more and more principal. And people are looking at the bond market saying rates are very, very low. I've got all this extra cash or I've got bonds and they're not exciting anymore. It'd make me feel better if I pay off my mortgage. There's going to be a lot of mortgages paid off as a result of this. So, look, if your family 
with a couple kids making around 70, 80 grand, you're going to have a tax savings of around 1200 bucks. Your, the personal exemption phase out is going to be repealed. And the standard deduction is much higher and you can only deduct $500,000 of interest on your home if you purchase it after November 2nd. So only some of the estimates that I've seen is only about 10% of the population will be itemizing their deductions any, anymore. So that is a step towards simplification, but it's not anywhere near, hey, let's file our tax returns on a postcard like was promised during the election, right? The other thing is, is that if you've got a lot of medical expenses this year and more to do, but you're going to wait till next year to maybe, I don't know, our, our, our dentures and, and teeth repair for you a priority. And is that your CPA say that's a medical expense that you'll be able to deduct this year? You might want to do it and pay for it this year because the medical deduction issue, it's phased out. That's bad for retirees. Right now, you can deduct your medical expenses when they exceed 10% of your modified, of your adjusted gross income. And that's going away, which is ridiculous. Um, I don't like that at all. So you might want to consider accelerating any major medical expenses that you have if you've already had a lot this year. Now, how will this affect real estate? Mortgage interest on the first $500,000 will be deductible on, uh, that's down from a million. Now, your current home is grandfathered in as long as you purchased it before November 2nd. You might want to say, well, gosh, I've got a mortgage of, you know, 400,000. Maybe I'll go out and pull all my equity out so I can, you know, get that grandfathered in up to a million. No, too late. No running out and refined for you. It's November 2nd date here. And I believe it's this year, unless I'm mistaken, and it's next November 2nd. You can only deduct it, too, on your primary residence. So going forward, if your plans in life were to purchase a, a home and a vacation home and write off the interest on both of them, nope, not going to happen. Now, check this out. How it works now, if you want to sell your home and you've lived in it for two out of the last five years, you can exclude up to the first 250000 of capital gains and if you're single and 500000 if you're married. But that's changed because people are looking at it as house flippers abusing it. They'd already made one change uh, for properties, you know, as a rental. But now it's five out of the last out of the last eight years, and you can only use it every five years. So if your plan was to sell your home, move into one of your rentals for two years, sell that, exclude that game, move into another one of your rentals for two years, sell that, exclude that game. Nope. You're going to be parking there for five years now. And in addition, this is going to crush some of the real estate sales in California if this goes through. You now have a phase-out of that $500,000 deduction if you make over $500,000. So if you're a married couple and you're making over $500,000, you lose $1 for every $2 you have in income above that amount. And that includes the sale of the house in that year. All right, so you're you're going to start losing that phase out. So basically, it's going to get next year. It's going to get very expensive to sell your home in the Bay Area. So will that cause a lot of people that were planning on selling in the next two years to sell it before the end of the year? Well, if they're smart, they would probably think about it. They're like, hey, real estate prices are really high right now. I'm going to pay a heck of a lot more in taxes potentially if I sell my you know two million dollar shack in Palo Alto to move to you know Washington or something else, you can bet that they're gonna consider accelerating that now. 
So I don't think that there's, it's interesting because the pass through stuff for the, the, the 25% rate is really great for people that have already invested in real estate and have this passive income. But the limiting the mortgage interest deduction, um, is tough on areas where real estate has already been and is getting expensive. You know, it could cause that, that family that was just about to jump into that four or $500,000 home, which would be a pretty decent home in, say, the Northwest. It'd be a shack in the Bay Area. But hmm, maybe I'll just rent because I get the same tax deduction now if I rent versus if I own. Um, There's one slight improvement we can talk about. That's charitable deductions. If you give cash to a charity, um, you could typically only deduct up to 50% of that or 50% of your AGI. In other words, if you gave, if you had $100,000 of income and you gave 50000 in cash to charity that year, you could write it all off. But if you gave 60000 in cash, that other $10,000, you would have to wait and deduct that over five years. Now that's 60%. So whoop-de-doo. Most people should give stocks instead of cash to charity. Um, there's a lot of crackdowns though on charitable giving people. I didn't, you can deduct 80% of the cost of purchasing seating rights for college athletic events. That's going to be repealed. Okay. I get that. Um, but again, you know, if you're, if you're a company and you're used to taking your clients to warriors game or, well, let's not mention the Niners. That's probably not happening much anymore, but you can't deduct that anymore. You can deduct business meals and no other types of entertainment. Uh, I don't see a lot of, besides some se- Section 179 deduction stuff, the accelerated uh, deduction for capital equipment, I don't see a lot of like pro-business, pro-hiring information in this tax proposal. Now, correct me if I'm missing something. Feel free to call the show, 800-516-1220. That's 800-516-1220. But I'm just not seeing it. Um, capital gains, dividend interest for the middle class retiree looks good. Standard deduction and no more phase out of the personal exemption. That's that's going to be good for the middle class, upper middle class. Um, but a lot of people that were used to deducting their property taxes, uh, well, property taxes, we'll see about that one, but the uh, state income tax in California, California is going to be paying higher taxes as a result of this in many cases, at least those uh, high in, higher income earners in the Bay Area that are creating jobs and innovating, things like that, you're getting penalized under this. This is not doing what we want. Talk a little bit more about it after. Oh, one of the things, again, that, that I want to push out there if you're listening to the show, maybe it's your parents, and if they have a lot of medical expenses, again, talk to them about increasing those expenses for this year. If they're going to do any medical expenses next year, move it into talk to your CPA and move it into 2017 so you can actually deduct it. You might not be able to next year. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. If you want to get your calls in there, it's 800 516 1220 or email me chat at chadburton.com. I really want to make you Come on and get your kicks now. You don't need to This is New Focus on Well on AM 1220 KDOW. Hi, this is Ava, and you're listening to New Focus on Well. My dad, Chad Burton. You can find him at chadburton.com. 
Welcome back into the show. I'm your host, Chad Burton, Certified Financial Planner. Try to find the positives in this tax proposal. I'm really, really stretching here. Was really looking forward to it. The one, you know, ray of hope that I had is try not to get too political, but I am fiscal conservative. And part of the things that, that I think really slows our economy is the tax code. I think that simplification... Um, it was really, really needed in this tax code. I think that so far what I've seen from it is if you're kind of that middle-class retired person and you've got income from your IRAs, dividends, capital gains, kind of that 100000 and less range, I think, I think you're going to do pretty good under this. I think if you're a lower-income family, um, you'll save 1000 bucks in taxes or potentially more. But if you're high-income earner, job creator, business owner. Not much here, in my opinion. In fact, I'm looking at a lot of things, uh, elimination of various employee fringe benefits, dependent care assistance programs, repealed, qualified moving expense reimbursement, repealed, adoption assistant program, repealed, employer-provided child care credit, repealed, employer-provided educational assistance is repealed. That's the one that it permits employers to pay up to $5,250 a year for undergraduate or graduate courses for employees without being income to the employee. Th- those things are gone. Some of that's gone. Uh, just, it, I am, <clears throat> the more that I look at this, the more I hope that this Russia thing turns into something that gets this guy out of office. And trust me, I did not like the other candidates. I'm sorry, I could not stand the other candidates just as much as I couldn't stand Trump, but I at least thought it since we had a majority in the House that we could get something done positive for the economy. And I'm just not seeing it in this package. Somebody call and argue the other side of it. What am I missing here? 800-516-1220, then it's 800-516-1220. You know what they did do? They uh, they made it easier for people to want to borrow money from their 401k. That's great, isn't it? Let's go rob our retirement accounts. But the good thing is, is that if you took a loan from the 401k and you changed your job in the past, as soon as you changed the job, if that loan wasn't immediately repaid, it was taxable plus a 10% penalty. But now it looks like you'll be able to repay that loan into the IRA that you roll it into. Um. So that's great. Check this out. Before, if you were to convert money from an IRA to a Roth and then the stock market drops significantly, you have until October of the next year. So if you convert money from an IRA to a Roth this year and you're investing aggressively and the stock market drops and it gets cut way down, you have until October of 2018 to recharacterize that, change your mind, and then do it again and reduce your tax bill. That's gone. One good thing is is the 529 plan. Here, here's a here's a little little bit of sunshine here for you. The 529 plan is going to be expanded for all types of education. The Coverdale Education Savings Account, it's gone. It's kind of worthless anyways. But the 529 plan um, will now be able to be used for primary education, high school, and everything else. So that's great for areas where people are investing money. They know they're going to want to send their kid to a private high school because. They might be in a good neighborhood for primary, but their high school in their area is garbage. 
So congratulations. You can invest in a 529 plan, grow it tax-deferred as long as it's taken out for primary. Under this package, not for sure it's not been voted into place, um, they would expand that. Student loan interest deduction, though, is repealed. So that's where you're permitted deduction up to 2500 of loan interest, which phased out at upper income levels. Anyway, it's repealed because that's they're saying that because the standard deduction is much higher. This is something that you need to consider big time, and this is still something that I run into, but a lot of people invested in savings bonds like EE bonds or I bonds for their kids or grandkids' uh, education. Now, what happened is if you were to cash those in for college educations, it would be federally tax-free. That will be no longer the case if this proposal is passed. Now, I don't know if that's retroactive to November 2nd, and it's too late to do it already, but if this thing passes and you find that out and it's not retroactive, it kicks in in 2018, you might want to accelerate that. So if you're a holder of EE or I bonds and you were going to use them for education because you thought they were federally tax-free, that might not be the case. All right. Um, There's a whole bunch of things that are happening. The HOPE scholarship credit and the uh, the lifetime learning credit are repealed. Um, and then that above-the-line deduction for tuition and related expenses, It's all, all of that's changed. It's all kind of rolled into the American Opportunity Tax Credit, which provides a 100% tax credit for the first $2,000 of educational expenses and another 25% tax credit on the next $2,000 for a maximum credit of $2,500. And you can use it up to the fifth year of college. Well, that's sweet. So my son's going to school. He's going to go, I don't know, maybe Texas Tech, San Diego State, UC Colorado. All the schools that we're looking at, it's 30 grand a year with tuition, books, room, and board. Oh, good. Thanks for the $2,500 tax credit. How about that our country is so far behind in education and the route that our kids take, this does nothing for that either. So anyways, you can tell I'm a little bit annoyed as I finally took the time to read through this stuff, figure out what it's going to do. It does nothing for me as a financial advisor. There's no tax incentives for me to hire, invest in my business, or reduce taxes in order for me to want to do that. Um, If anything, I think I'll just go... uh, sell my entire business and all my assets and put it into a passive real estate investment company like Trump and get my 25% tax break. Sound good to me? Sound good to you? All right. Or you can be middle-class retired. You'll, you'll be fine. Anyways, thanks for listening. Please tell a friend about the show. You can find me, Chad, at chadburton.com is how you email me. There's links to Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and iTunes at chadburton.com or newfocusfinancial.com. Have a great day, everyone. This is Ron Black from Ron Black and Your Money. Retirement planning is more complicated than ever, and it can be hard to even know where to begin. But focusing on a few essential issues can help increase your income in retirement and your chances of enjoying a secure future. Join us for Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar Thursday evening, November 16th from 630 to 830 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Registration is $25. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Sign up at robblackshow.com. CFP Chad Burton is going to discuss transitioning your portfolio from accumulation phase to the income phase, passive versus active portfolio management, choosing the right accounts to draw from first, minimizing your retirement income, taxes, social security strategies, good and bad retirement products, and much, much more. 
In addition, I will discuss the market outlook, and attorney Michelle Lerman will explain how to update your estate plan to reflect the latest laws. It's Thursday, November 16th, 630 to 830 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Registration is $25. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. And use the code RADIO25 to get in free. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.